This is Together 24-7, episode number 18. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Well, welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I am husband Barry. I am wife Catherine. You are. I am. I'm so proud of you. So this is the second interview that we're doing today. It is. Not to the people listening, though. Not to the people listening, though, no. They're going, what are you guys talking about? Why do you do that? Why do you make it seem like you're doing two interviews a day. We just listened to this last one on Monday. Today's Thursday, and we're listening to this. What's going on here? Right. Well, we we put them all together in, in one happy spot. Uh, so it still is the day after our anniversary. It we is. are still married 19 years. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. What'd you and get me? We went out yesterday. We took the day off from work. Okay. Don't push your luck. You got me tickets to Wicked. That's it. Don't push your luck. I got you tickets to Wicked. You got me tickets to Wicked, and then I let you choose the restaurant last night. Okay, I'll let you have it. All right, that was it. That was the anniversary. <laughs> oh, well, for, enough about us. Catherine, tell us who our guests are today. <laughs> our guests today, see, they thought it was just going to be us. Our guests today are Guthrie and Paula Chamberlain. Um, they do small business consulting, financial technical operations management. Their company is Venture Consulting Group. And uh, Guthrie also just got done. I want to mention this because it is a pretty good podcast. Uh, we were I, I've, I've listened to bits and pieces of it. I've listened to I shouldn't say bits and pieces. I've listened to some, not all episodes. And it's called Wisdom Trek. I not only listened to it. I rated and reviewed it. Right. But when you rate and review, you rate and review for both of us because we discuss these podcasts. But, we, we, but this is a perfect opportunity to explain to our listeners, go to iTunes, listen to our podcast, listen to Guthrie's podcast, rate and review it. It does nothing but help us. It costs you nothing. That's right. Unless you really hate the podcast, then like email us first <laughs> so we can figure out what's going on. But uh, but getting back to Guthrie and Paula, because they, they're actually here on, on the show with us. Um, they're out of Marietta, Ohio, and Charlotte, North Carolina, and they can work remotely from anywhere. They have been married for the last 36 years. They've been in business together for 30 plus years. Um, they've got five kids, uh, ranging in age from 28 to 34. Um, and married, actively involved, uh, in church. Uh, Guthrie did a little bit of the homeschooling with Paula. I'm going to guess Wait, he, he homeschooled Paula. No, he did a little <laughs> bit of the homeschooling with Paula. I'm going to guess what he did was like, he cleaned up the glitter in the kitchen after, you know, the arts and crafts projects to, I'm going to guess that they have a well-rounded, uh, homeschool curriculum, but really that Paula, it says Paula handled the bulk of it, but we should say Paula handled all of it. Guthrie did whatever. Clean the glitter off yeah, the table. Got much, it. Got pretty it. much. Um, Guthrie actually um, taught Bible before he went to work in the morning. 
Oh, that's pretty good. So what time did the kids have to get up for, for their first Bible lesson? Well, I usually left. At that point, we, when we had our technology business, we had a separate office outside of our home. Mm-hmm. And I usually left, oh, 6.30 to 7. So we would have had to have it before that. So they had to get up pretty early. I could barely get my Bible lessons in, in school. I went to Catholic school. I could barely get them at like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning whenever we, or whenever I had religion class and, and theology classes at later hours in the morning. I don't think I could get, except I did have the advantage of, um, nuns and you learn amazing amounts of things when there were nuns involved and rulers. I'm just okay. saying. New York City public school system, hear me. Thank that's you. right. That's right. <laughs> so, and, uh, um, and the last thing I want to say about their business before we really get into the nitty gritty of the, uh, uh, of the interview is that uh, 2015, 2016, so right now they're in the middle of a new business pivot so that they can get a greater impact in the business, reach more people, and so that the business isn't dependent on just Guthrie and Paula to do the business, but they'd rather reach more people. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the interview, because that's going to be, I think, interesting for some of our listeners who are in the midst of planning or or have a business. And it's like, how do I take that business to the next level? So um, tell us a little bit more about the kids. I see their ages. I doubt that they're still home, but do they work with you? Do they in any way go into the family business? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we do have a couple of our kids who occasionally help us. Um, some of them were working more full-time and have spun off on doing their own um, work right now. Um, but as one of our daughters is a, both graphic design and, and does a lot of social media, so she's helped us a good bit in, our, uh, in the past, and our oldest son has helped us on some in the, in the past. But right now they're pursuing some of their own um, wishes and dreams. Um, so, But we do have them available. They our five kids are actually um, part owners of Venture Consulting Group, along with Paula and I. So they have a vested interest in making sure that it grows and prospers enough before we depart this world um, so that it um, provides them with some some substantial income at the end also. That's, that's really cool. That's very interesting. And growing up, did they, uh, because you guys have been entrepreneurs for so many years growing up, uh, were they part of the business? Did they learn about the business? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, they really did. All of our five kids were involved um, extensively in the business. We, at that point, especially when um, most of them were growing up, we had a technology business for 18 years. Um, we sold computers, software, did a lot of network installations and K through 12 schools and small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all helped out with building computers, um, doing a little bit of software programming, helping out there. Um, some of them helped out with the restroom duties and the lawn mowing outside our offices, but they were all involved. In fact, part of the time that we had an outside office, our, we had our home school in the basement of the office, so Paula would come in with me um, at work at that point, and they would be homeschooling in the basement and then doing their duties, um, work duties, um, as part of their homeschooling also. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So uh, tell us how and why you guys started in business together. You you have had uh, a couple of different businesses, um, but going back to that first business, why did you decide to go into business together? How did you conceive of it? Um, How did you build it? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, right after we got married, we moved to Marietta shortly after that, a few months after that. 
And I worked for a hardware um, hardware distributor, which was um, sold to hardware stores and home centers. It was a small regional one, actually started by my great-grandfather, but at that point, none of the family was actively involved with it other than um, some board members. Um, so I worked there, um, and during that time, when I first started there, they had what was called Cardex files. Their inventory items of 15,000 were all on these Cardex files, which is basically these large lateral file cabinets that contain um, three by five cards, and they kept their inventory on that. Had, I don't know, seven or nine girls that ran this Cardex file all day long, adding and subtracting inventory. So when I got there, I said, um, you know, computers would probably be a big advantage in, in this operation. And the management at the time was older. They said, yeah, we know that, but we don't want to tackle it. But if you are interested, we'll give you six months to get up and running a computer system. So uh, at the end of six months, we had a, a IBM system, system 34, which was about the size of a small bathroom. I used to um, fix those. You did. You? Okay. I did. <laughs> I programmed them. So, that, you know, that's, that was um, our foray into technology. As part of that, we had an outside firm come in and program these handheld inventory capture units where our salesmen would go out and um, – place their orders on these units during the day and then couple them to an old phone system and, and transmit their orders in. I was not too, too impressed by the guy that, that actually provided us those units, either from a technical perspective or a business pr- perspective. Um, but it did cut our teeth in technology. We got excited about it. Um, I, Paula and I discussed it quite a bit, and at first she was hesitant. But finally she said yes, and um, according to her, the next day I had our business license. So. Okay, so now I'm going to I'm going to direct this to Paula specifically. Uh, you were hesitant, Paula. So tell me what it is that Guthrie said or that moment, the light bulb moment that said, "You know what? We can do this. We can be successful and we won't ruin our relationship and um and and we'll have fun doing this." T- tell us a little bit about that. Well, at that time I was involved with a Bible study and the leader of that Bible study uh, had mentioned um, following our husbands and the way um, the Lord was leading them. So I came back and said, if the Lord was leading him to start this business, I was okay with it. And so, the next day we had the business license. So Guthrie said nothing right. Just so right. <laughs> it was, it was uh, Guthrie said nothing right. The minister did and uh, the Bible translated and, and so it is. And, and you've been doing this ever since. Um, so what is the division of labor? Tell us a little bit about that, especially now in, in your new business venture and how that's, and how that's going to progress. Um, you, Right now you're doing consulting and um, you had mentioned that you're going, you're going from the consulting into more of an online, um, uh, an online content, uh, a tool, a, a place for people to go for information. So how did you divide up in, in this business? How did you divide up the tasks and the responsibilities do you overlap in anything? Are there checks and balances? And going forward, how are you guys deciding, you know, who's going to do what? Yeah, with our technology business, it had grown It had grown to over 50 people, so it was a lot larger. Paula did help out with payroll and some of the bookkeeping um, with our technology business. Um, I primarily did software development and um, ran, you know, managed the overall company. 
Um, with our venture consulting group, we've kept it a lot smaller because we went through the, the growing pains of a larger company um, through a, several circumstances, which we really don't have time for today. Um, we decided to close that down, and prior to that, we had started our consulting business anyway. So Paula handles both the company financials and our clients that we deal with. He, she does the daily bookkeeping duties for, for our clients. And uh, for those same clients, I handle the taxes and management and some of the technology aspects of their business. Cool. And going forward now, um, where are you guys going to divide up the tasks? How are you going to figure that out? Yeah, our our vision for the online is to offer uh, entrepreneur um, courses and content for either entrepreneurs that are just starting out or small business owners that just need some systems and some processes put in place. Both from we, we're envisioning it as a membership site where they can can join and for a, a reasonable monthly fee have access to a lot of forms, a lot of information, and then some um, consulting either in a group or on a personal consulting level where we can help um, those small businesses. Uh, Paula will continue, I think, uh, as our plans right now is to do handle all the financial end of that and administrative. Probably will do a lot of our um, checking on some of the course content. And one of the things Paula and I have discussed in, um, in detail is I'm a type A, more of a type A personality. Paula is not. And she realizes that most of the goal setting and planning processes out there are made by and and directed toward type A people. So she might want to comment on some of her thoughts on um, maybe those that are more in a supporting role, um, giving them a, a opportunity also to grow in, in those areas. Very cool. Very cool. So, so Paula, you'll be talking more about what you do best and maybe writing some content for that? Writing is not my... Um... I'm not that good with words. <laughs> um, but I do, I do have a goal of getting um, something put together for people to um, make goals that are not the leadership person. Um, in so many instances, there's the leader person which would, in our case, be Guthrie, the type A. And then there's, I tell him that for there to be a type A and to be a leader, there has to be followers. So, um, and you can't just have one follower. So normally there's a group of people that are following the leader. But a lot of times the follower that's helping the leader to their to be successful have to be able to pivot and change quickly because a leader doesn't always continue on that straight path. They're continually changing and that's hard on the followers. So um, it's hard for us to set goals. Once our goals are set and the person we're following changes. So I, I want to come up with something so these people can feel successful when their leader changes and and they need to make those changes and how they can feel successful in doing so. That is pretty awesome because I, I, I've never heard of, uh, there is that person always, 
Um, there, there is that. We've heard more and more in the in in our interviewing that supportive role that that other person who um, is more behind the scenes person. But I've never heard of anyone creating anything directed toward them. It's always directed toward um, even as a team, but it's always directed toward hey. Uh, push, push, go, 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 um, and set the goals like Guthrie, like you were saying, but this is absolutely fascinating, Paula, that you're creating something for the, the supporting person to say, look, you matter. And here's, you know, and here are the things that you're going to do to make you a better supporting person. So that is so cool. Thank you. And, uh, what would you guys consider? I'm going to actually direct this to Paula. Um, Guthrie, you're just talking way too much. (laughs) (laughs) What what would you consider your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement, um, fight, whatever you want to call it? Um, you know, not talking all out fists, fists being thrown, uh, biggest disagreement through in, in your entrepreneurial career together. Um, we discussed this earlier and we really could not think of an instance of an argument, um, of course, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I think that's because I bow and let him do what he wants. And- <laughs> you should be patting him on the back then. <laughs> yeah. No, one of our agreements, even before we got married, was that I told Paula that one thing that I won't do in our marriage is to argue. I said we can, we're both reasonable, intelligent um, people that we can work out whatever issues that might come up without arguing or getting upset at each other. And we've stuck to that pretty well. We really haven't had any, any major knockdown, drag out fights in our marriage. And, and it's really been pleasant. Part of that is Paula's uh, more of a passive personality. And I've had to learn over the years when I cross the line and, you know, it's, you know, passive can also sometimes be a cold shoulder and that's never fun either. So sometimes I need to, that's how I learn. <laughs> So, so there, I mean, you obviously you've had disagreements, I, you know, it doesn't have to be arguments. You've had to at some point disagreed about something with, I mean, do you, always, well, let me, let me back up. Do you always agree about everything when it comes to the business? I would say we discuss it. You know, if we disagree, we do discuss it. Um, I'm more of a um, charge ahead with the, with reckless ambition. And Paula has certainly... Um, I think she feels free and she can voice in here to, to voice her opinion when she feels that maybe I'm being a little too reckless and needs to pull it in. And, and I've taken her advice a lot because she's always right. Um, and I, I, I say that with tongue in cheek, but it's very true. Oh no, it's always true. The wife is always right. <laughs> and she, you know, if I, if it wasn't for her guidance, I would end up a lot, um, more out on a limb and probably have run into more financial issues than what we have. So that's, that's been good. Well, you know, that, that you can't ask for more. That's it. And and the fact that you discuss it and, and everything is discussed. So I like that. I don't want our listeners to think, well, Guthrie makes the decision and Paula just follows. No, it's discussed. And that's how you keep it out of your personal life because you discuss it, you resolve it and you move on. And and on the flip side of that, tell us what some of the joys are of working together and living together and being together 24-7. I think often that Guthrie is the person I have chosen to be with. Why wouldn't I want to be with him? Um, why would I want to go running off somewhere else? Um, no, I, I want to be here. Um, 
it is a joy to work together and make our decisions together. Yeah, and I, I think just being able to spend the time um, together. Our relationship in college started with a lot of talking. I worked night switchboard, and and Paula um, had a phone at that point. The dorm, you know, there wasn't phones in every room, but her her dorm room had a phone right outside. So she would lay in her bed, and we'd talk all hours of the night. And most of our dates, because we were both um, pretty poor during college, would be walking around uh, the small city where our college was and just just talking. And we still do that. We we sit and when we want to um, talk, we'll either uh, usually take a walk and we try to do that on a regular basis. And it gives us a chance to just discuss issues, um, clear our head a little bit from the daily um, duties that we have and, and just be able to enjoy each, enjoy each other's time. And tell our listeners one or two things that you might do to separate your family time from your business time. That's go ahead, Paula. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's who we are. Our business is us, and we are our business. Um, So we could be talking about the kids, the business that my mom lives with us. You know, it's just all intertwined. And it's always been integrated with us. We, I mean, we part of the joy of homeschooling our kids was that when we went on computer conferences, we'd take our kids with us. We were one of the first families to take their kids along with them to these conferences and, and conventions and people would see us. And all of a sudden over the next few years, we started seeing a lot more families bringing their kids with them. Um, and, you know, our kids have always been part of that. I don't think we ever went on any long trips when they were young without them. And, um, it's just been, we've integrated our life and our business and, and everything that we do, um, under one umbrella, because it's, it's really hard to separate the two, especially when you work together constantly all, um, every day of the week. So that's, you know, that's been part of an integrated process for us. Sure. Now you said something interesting, cause I'm, I'm just realizing this, uh, your kids right now range from ages 28 to 34. So when you were homeschooling them, it really was not as popular back then as it is today, was it? No. And, um, we did have five teenagers for six months. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And we really were one of the pioneers. I mean, not the initial pioneers where we got the arrows in the back, but we were one of the early adopters of homeschooling in Ohio. Um, had to jump through a lot of hoops that are taken for granted now. But, yeah, so it was not nearly as prominent or, or looked upon favorably as it is today. Uh, and obviously, yeah, like you said, you were pioneers because it's huge. At least out here in Phoenix, where we live, it's giant out here. Um, and moving on to a different topic, what, if any, books are you guys reading right now? For me, I, I've pretty much gone to podcasts, listening to podcasts, including 24-7. Um, together 24-7. <laughs> and I've, I've enjoyed your first few episodes there. Thank really you. Have. Um, but um, I do listen to a lot of podcasts and audio books. Um, a couple of the audio books that we listen to um, when we travel. Um, sometimes Paula, Paula's mom travels with us everywhere between our sites because she doesn't particularly like to stay uh, alone. But um, we travel with her. And sometimes when we're alone, though, driving, we'll also listen to audio books. One of those is um, Doohig's um, book on habits. And another one is on um, becoming younger, a year younger every year, something of, of that nature. I can't require or uh, remember the exact title, but it's about taking care of yourself physically, um, both through food and exercise in order to 
um, be able to be active during your older years. And, you know, if, if I had a script handy, this would be perfect for product placement for one of our sponsors. I know, right? For Audible. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but it'll be in the show notes, folks. Don't it'll worry about that. It'll be in the show that. notes, and there'll be a link to Audible so that you can get the book for free. Um, so, so that'll be really, really cool. And, and Paula, are you reading anything now? Um, not so much reading. A few years ago, I started doing, uh, took a class on quilting. So I've been spending my time, um, free time doing quilting and, um, cross stitch. That requires talent. So honey, you will never see me quilt or cross stitch. <laughs> that and is she, yeah, she's very good at it a too. talent that I do not have. So don't. that's okay. I'll just go to the store and buy and one. Go to the store and buy. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper that way. Or yeah, yes, or yeah. get with Paul. And, and in Catherine's case, it would look better too. Yes, much better, much better. <laughs> if you guys could give our listeners one piece of advice, what would that be? Open communication. Um, just talk a lot. And talk everything out. And I think just realizing that, especially when you're working together, you're on the same team, um, and you have the same, hopefully have the same goals and ambitions, and everything that you do should be geared toward that. So when you do butt heads at times, keep in perspective that um, the overall objective is to reach your goals and ambitions, and and the best way to do that is to be in unison as much as possible, or at least harmony as much as possible when you go doing that. You know, it, it, it's funny because you both pretty much said the same thing, only Paula was concise in just a few words, and Guthrie was long. And, and... Guthrie has a podcast, remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do have a podcast. <laughs> you know, so, no, so as we know. But it's, <laughs> it's, usually, it's usually the other way around, boy talk and girl talk. Okay, right. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, Paula mentioned that before we started the interview that, you know, usually it's the women talking more and in our case, it'll probably be you. And <laughs> and, and it works. It, it absolutely works. So um, thank you guys for, for sharing a little bit about yourselves and your businesses and, and, and how you've, you've done that to this point. So now here's the fun round or the food round. Tell us, what is your favorite meal to cook together? Maybe something that you guys all cooked as a family when the kids were growing up. Or perhaps is there a favorite meal that you like to order at your favorite restaurant? Do you want to start, Paula? Guthrie's taken over the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Um, so I can go quilt or cross stitch. <laughs> and actually, I do love to cook. I do cook most of the dinners um, that we have each night. And Paula at least expresses that she really enjoys them. So I think that's the case. Well, she says otherwise. That means she's got to start cooking again. That's right. <laughs> so so what is what is the family favorite? Or what? I think for us, we enjoy a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. We enjoy fish and chicken. So uh, we have salmon a lot. We have chicken breast a lot. Um, and I usually cook those with mushrooms and onions, um, peppers, and um Enjoy it in that way, and then then some sort of side vegetable that we have. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. And did you want to ask the last question? Oh, I missed that one. No, you can go ahead. I can Pl go ahead? Please, wife. I'm getting signals over here. <laughs> so the very last question that we ask everyone is red, white, or beer? How about clear? 
<laughs> you know, that's the second person in a row that said that. I'm going to guess, though, that Paul is clear and our earlier interview, Clear, was not the same thing. Well, let's find out. Paula, what do you mean by clear? Water. Okay, Water. they're different. It was very different, very different. The last one was vodka. <laughs> no, no, it was tequila. Oh, it was tequila, oh, yes. Oh, okay. It was Blanco tequila then. Blanco tequila, yes. <laughs> I'm beginning to learn too much about tequila. <laughs> and Guthrie, are you the same? Well, actually, I, I do enjoy a cup, of, cup or two of coffee in the, uh, during the day. But um, with my water, I also put a cinnamon stick in it and honey. So oh, that's interesting. Uh, we do drink a lot of water. Um, that's our primary beverage of choice. Sounds cool. And here's Barry with today's pet peeve of the day. I love pet peeves, especially when they come from some of our Facebook fans. And I'm a culprit, so it's really bad. So today's pet peeve comes to us from Melissa. She's one of our fans on Facebook. And she doesn't like people that don't RSVP. Oh, then she doesn't like you. Oh, no. And I'm assuming that she's meaning something like meetup.com if you're planning on going to a networking event or something like that. Or a party. Or a party, yes. Uh, Don't RSVP and then either just show up. Or don't show up. Typically, if you don't RSVP, though, people think that you're not going to show up. But I go to a lot of networking events, and I have to say I'm horrible at RSVPing. I always have to put a plus one in my RSVP so that people know that you're going to be there. Well, that's nice of you. So that means I don't even need to RSVP. No, you need to RSVP. I think Melissa's going to hunt me down and kill me if I don't RSVP from now on. <laughs> I wouldn't. Melissa's a very sweet person. I wouldn't say that about her. Okay. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> but definitely RSVP to events. It helps the event planner. It sure does. And that is today's pet peeve of the day. Do you have a pet peeve that you'd like us to talk about on the air? Go ahead and send us an email about your pet peeve. And if we like it, we'll read it on air. Send your pet peeve to PP. That's the letter P and the letter P for pet peeve. Nothing else. PP at together247.net. That's PP at together247.net. And if we like your pet peeve, we'll read it on the air. Normally here we'd say, hey, how do you contact our our guests? But before we do that, Guthrie, why don't you give a plug for your podcast? Okay, Wisdom Trek, and the website is wisdom-trek.com. It's seven minutes podcast, seven minute, seven day a week podcast, and it covers various topics of life on how to live life and do it in a wise way with the um, overall goal of creating a living legacy. Uh, one of the things that I feel too many people wait for is to establish a legacy for their family, for their um, friends, and their, their um, people that they impact. And my passion is to see people generate a living legacy so each day they can provide value to their world, their people, their tribe, um, so that they can... Um, be useful while they're alive and not wait till they pass on from this earth. That's really cool and very, very special indeed. And, and obviously wisdom-trek.com is the website for that. And tell us how to get in touch with you for Venture Consulting Group. Uh, my email is Guthrie, G-U-T-H-R-I-E at VentureCG.com. That's the primary email for Venture Consulting Group. Anybody that is in need of business consulting services um, for the entrepreneur or small businesses, whether that's um, back office systems or, or um, processes, 
or financial services. Um, our clients that we deal with with venture consulting, we provide bookkeeping services, and it's all done remotely, so we can work basically from anywhere. Fantastic. And Catherine, why don't you tell our listeners how to get in touch with us? You can email us together at together247.net. You can visit us at our website and please do that. And pretty soon I'm going to have, I promise, I will have a questionnaire up there because we want to know who our listeners are. So keep looking for that. Uh, Our website is www.together247.net. Like us on Facebook uh, slash together, no, slash real together 247. Twitter at real together 247. And occasionally we pop up on Periscope and do a, Catching up with the Coens on Periscope, and that's at Together to No, it's, yeah. there's no, it is at. Yeah, I, I don't know Periscope that well. So Together 24 7, 247 on, per- yeah, on at, Periscope. Correct. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. You can get us pretty much anywhere. And uh, you know what? There's even on the website, there's our, our phone number. And if you call the office, I think on our voicemail, if we're not here, It'll give you our cell phone numbers. So, yeah. Call us. We love to talk. Yeah. Just don't make it in the middle of the night. Yeah, please don't. That's bad. Catherine's Italian. She knows people. That's right. <laughs> well, well, uh, thank you, Guthrie and Paula. Uh, it was a wonderful interview. I'm so glad you were able to come on to our show. And for our listeners, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.